All right, so we're back again. This is David. I'm joined again this week with Nick and Mike, and we're going to talk about what if the pandemic lasts all year. Uh, better bet is up to 18 months. So Nick and I kind of had a, a format we wanted to follow. One of the things we wanted to do was we wanted to be able to show information to everybody about what to do if you're feeling despondent, destitute, suicidal, any of those things. So we're going to flash that a couple of times during this episode. We're going to start off with it right now uh, as I share my screen. So we, we, you know, we know that these are hard times for people, um, you know, and, and so we, we want to make sure that people know that there, there is help out there. Um, you know, David and I have always talked about it. If you need, reach out to us, you know, we're, we're, we're always in ear, um, you know, via Facebook or YouTube and we can, we can get with you guys. Otherwise, you know, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline um, is on there. You can text uh, a number, you know, and you can get, you can get help in any way. Um, you know, we, we know that the times are tough and sometimes, you know, when times get these bad, um, you know, people losing jobs and, and houses and everything. Um, we, we just want to, want to make sure you guys have the information. Yeah. And we will uh, definitely share that a few more times. We want to make sure everybody has access to help when they need it. Um, obviously, you know, most most states are still shut down to some extent. People are still out of work. Uh, a lot of people are getting unemployment. One of the things we wanted to do was take kind of a little poll of people we know to see what exactly their situation looks like. So I threw this out to some people a couple days ago and we had 31 different respondents so kind of what we're looking at here is out of those 31, 21, either their income stayed the same or it increased during the pandemic here. And then we have 10 people where it decreased between 25 or, or even over 50%. Um, I know with Mike, his income has stayed the same. I know my income has decreased over 50%. So, you know, we kind of run the gamut here. Um, I think it's safe to say Nick's income has not increased. No, I, I, I'm in that lower, my increase, or mine has decreased uh, 50%. So, um, you know, I say, but it, we're, we're working on it, so. Well, that's, that's the big thing is we're always working on this stuff. So. You know, Nick and I talked a little bit ago, and, and basically we wanted to put this out there. The stuff we talk about, the stuff we do, that works for us. I mean, you know, Mike had a great point at the end of the last episode we did, which was on debt consolidation and, and dealing with um, collections, <clears throat> that after his divorce, him and I sat down and we looked at everything, and I said, these are the things I would suggest. And some of those things he did, some of those things he didn't. He kind of made it his own, and that's really what you have to do. We're going to give you a lot of information. 
We hope that, you know, something here sticks and, and you can make that work for you and, and great if you can. And if you do things differently, please share it with us because we'd like to know. We, we really, we want to learn what you're doing that is successful because we'd like to be more successful than, you know, what we are with money right now. Um, obviously, you know, none of the three of us that are on this, this call this week, um, are independently wealthy or retired or anything like that. You know, we're just moving on in the world like everybody else. So these are the things that work for us and, and hopefully some of them will work for you. And maybe you got an idea that'll help make us even richer, you know, than what we thought we would be, you know, who knows? Sure. Um, say we might as well start today's uh, non-official sponsor for me is a uh, odd side ales out in grand haven michigan um a rye hipster brunch stout so uh thanks uh, to them for letting me buy this and uh support that so uh david i know you're drinking something fun i am drinking two michigan beers and one here i have uh vanilla java porter again like i had last couple weeks from atwater brewing out of detroit and then i have rubeus which is a raspberry flavored beer out of uh, Founders in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So I'm, I'm supporting two Grand Rapids or two Michigan breweries here today. Mike? I am failing to supporting Michigan, but I am supporting a small brewery down in Texas called Shiner, which I bought a s'more, which is a chocolate and raspberry or chocolate and marshmallow ale, which is interesting this time of year. You know, I like to do campfires and stuff like that. So figure a s'more beer was good for this time of year yeah all right david let's say let's uh let's talk about our worst you know worst case scenario what we're looking at so what's coming up here i think one of the big things we need to keep in mind with this covid19 is we need to look at facts over fear because there's a lot of fear out there uh one of the things when you're watching news organizations is to differentiate between the two. So, you know, there there's news that they show on CNN and then there's pundits that they show on CNN that are literally just talking heads looking for uh, viewers and they don't really care what they say. Um, you get that on MSNBC, you get it on Fox News. Uh, I know when I'm looking for news, I tend to go to, I'm lucky. I have a friend in the news business. I watch his newscast. I, I watch Channel 13 News. I got a friend there. He, he does the newscast every night. And I trust what he says because I know him. It's, it's a personal relationship. And usually if somebody's saying it that you personally know, you can take that to the bank because they're not going to lie to you. So we always value facts. And kind of what I did prepping for this week was I started looking into a lot of different things. I ran some ideas past Nick. Him and I have gone over this, you know, quite a bit in the last couple hours. Um, so we're looking at the timeline for the, for the pandemic. It could, you know, it could be over in as soon as four months. I highly doubt that. It could go up to the next 18 months, which hopefully it does not take that long. Um, how, how do we survive this? Cause you have to realize that even though, you know, 21 out of 31 people said their income has either stayed the same or grown, if that's due to getting more money through unemployment or 
being an essential worker, that could go away. Companies are going to feel the pinch. The government's going to feel the pinch the longer this goes on. And there may not be rescue funds for everybody out there. So taking steps now to protect the future is, is really what you need to be doing with your money. So one of the biggest things, and I've, I've heard this from several of the people that I know and, and trust business-wise, is you need to learn how to adjust and pivot during this time. So you can't go on with business as usual. So with me, business as usual for the last at least year, because my wife opened a business a year ago, has been I work three jobs. I get paid for one of them. But because one of them's at my wife's business and she takes a salary, you know, technically, you know, we're drawing money from both of these jobs. She's not making money there right now. So we had to learn to adjust to what this new normal has become, at least for the, the time being here. Okay, and kind of pivot. And, and what we did was we looked at all our bills. We, we made some cuts here. We made some cuts there. We talked about that in previous episodes, you know, of, of uh, budgeting during the pandemic and, and budgeting in general. And we kind of went over those things. I know, I know, Nick, you've had to make some pivots and adjustments as well because things, have, they're changing for you on a daily basis, really. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and that's, that's the thing I'm – you know, I, I'm not going to the same job. You know, I'm not waking up at three o'clock in the morning to get to my job. Um, you know, I'm not punching out at one and then doing work, right? I'm I'm doing work. Finding a job is kind of my thing now um, to get by. So, you know, we used to go out to eat quite a bit. We talked about that, and uh, you know now. We're, we're on this whole home front and, and budgeting, you know, planning, planning meals, you know. Um, it kind of reminds me of back when I first started a little bit, uh, you know, with, with this is, is, you know, we're eating hot dogs more, you know. We're not, we're not you know, we're eating ramen noodles again, you know. It's just, uh, so, you know, our, our meals are, are getting less expensive. And, you know, so it's, it's when the income comes in, you know, we're, we're making sure we're making sure that the right bills are getting paid and the income's going to the right spots before we're doing the things that we used to do. So, Well, Nick cut out a little bit there at the beginning, but one of the things I saw last week when him and I were talking was he put a post out on Facebook and said, Hey, does anybody have some odd jobs that they need done? I'm looking to make some extra money. And he's been pretty busy ever since he put that out there. Cause people are like, I'll pay, you know, 20 bucks to do this. I'll pay you you know, $15 to do that. So he's been, he told me earlier today, he's been busier than he was when he was working because everybody has these jobs they don't want to do. Yeah. And there's, you know, or there's things that they can't do. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate that I, you know, that I have a, a work truck to kind of go grab some stuff and, uh, you know, speak people's hold. You know, so I'm, I'm at, uh, one of my fun Things I thought it was going to be a hobby for myself. I, you know, being, I, I bought a lock, um, you know, so I could change locks and master locks. So, um, I, I bought a lock pinning kit, and I actually just changed the entire house worth of locks just the other day. Uh, it's really cool. I, I'm finding I'm finding odd jobs, you know, and it's just things that people can't do or 
don't want to do. And, and, you know, it's from the people who on this list, they either got more income now um, or their income hasn't changed. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a, a great blessing for me in that. So. So one of the things you have to learn how to do is bring in some extra money like what Nick has done. So question I'm going to ask is, can you make money when everything's normal, extra money when everything is normal? And of course we've talked about this in, in previous episodes of, you know, these are different ways to come and make money. Uh, my wife today went and rototill a lady's garden, paid her a hundred bucks to do it. Probably took her an hour. That's a great return on investment. I know Nick has picked up brush for several people. Got paid 30 to 40 bucks to do it. That's a great return on investment because, you know, it's not a big deal to him. And that leads us into, can you also make money when things get to the absolute worst, which, you know, is the situation we're in now. So, can you sit there when we're in the middle of a pandemic and people are laid off and can you still make money like what you were before? So you have to find ways to do that. And some of it's just by learning new skills. So, you know, we've been doing this, this is I think our seventh time together. And I, Nick and I are not making any money off of this. We're just sharing things because we like to, but you know, in, I would hope in the future we get better with YouTube and we learn more of that and we get better with Zoom, which, you know, obviously I've been using Zoom for two months now. I'm, I'm getting pretty good with that. These are skills to, to learn and, and to get better at and you can help make yourself money later because you're better at newer technology that not everybody has the ability to do yet. Yeah. And, you know, I say there's, you know, there's so many things like, right. I brought up the learning how to rekey a house, you know, I mean, it's something I learned off of, off of YouTube. Um, you know, I know that there's, there's still, there's still older people out there that don't know how to set up a, a TV, right. You can go set up smart TVs. Um, you know, one thing, one thing I want to share with a lot of people is, you know, don't let your pride get in the way. Um, you know, there, there's, when we were kids, we were always told to go out and mow grass. And then, you know, the, the 1% of those kids that did that, they turned it into a landscape company. But, you know, I mean, if, if you go out and looking for work, people are looking to hire, right? Um, you know, if you, you know, if you don't know how to do something, right, there's somebody out there that can teach you how to do it. Um, you know, there's, uh, there's Facebook there's Facebook groups to teach things like I'm in a woodworking thing and you know, my, my neighbor sells benches, right. And he's selling so many of them, uh, you know, but it's just, it's a matter of learning. It's a matter of learning a new skill, right. Whether it's to use a saw or uh, put a project together. So there's definitely ways to make money right now. And sometimes you guys have the skill set already. Sometimes you have to learn new ones. Um, don't be afraid to learn. Um, right. And sometimes you're going to fail, but you know, failure is a great way to learn. I would honestly say Nick and I both had this experience because we've both coached and, and we've coached together. Failure is probably the best teacher there is. The more times you fail, the, the more you've learned to succeed. 
And that that's one of the things that is, as long as you're paying attention and you're trying to learn and get better, you're going to. So I, I, I remember back in, in 2016, my wife had a stroke and we had bought a new TV. It was fairly expensive and we had it for maybe 13 months. And you know, nowadays TV warranties, they, they are for a year and once you're out of that year, go buy a new TV. Now, I have some skills. I know how to work on computers, I always have. So I hopped online and I looked for new circuit boards for the TV and I ordered them and I ripped the TV apart and I threw new circuit boards in and I fixed the TV because I have a skill. It cost me $60. The TV itself was 800. There are things you can learn to do. I, I didn't know how to fix it. I had some ideas. I watched a couple YouTube videos like Nick said. I got, you know, a fixed TV for 60 bucks. You can't necessarily do those things anymore. We were talking before, you know, we started recording and Mike's refrigerator went out. He could have had somebody come and fix it. It was going to take him a week to come out. It's probably going to cost two, three hundred bucks. At that point, it might be worth just going and getting a new refrigerator, which is what he ended up doing. You have to weigh your investment of time versus your investment of money. That that's always a factor in anything you're doing. But if you can teach yourself how to how to fix things, which I know Nick has been great at because he has all these rental units, you can save yourself a lot of time and a lot of money. Yeah, I'm saying there's there's things that I try and um, I shouldn't. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say shouldn't. You know, I, I try and can't fix it, um, and it takes my time right there, and I've lost money, so then I end up hiring somebody. But you know, that that one time that it's happened to me, um, I learned a lot doing it. Now I know exactly what to look for, and my time to go diagnose a problem is going to be you know I can just get on the phone and call somebody compared to trying to to fix it myself, so. Well, you know, going back to Nick's Facebook post the other day, the thing I love the best about when he put it out there, hey, does anybody have op jobs? He goes, I wanna learn things. So if you know how to do something, teach me how to do that. That's having no ego. There's no job beneath you if you're looking to make some money, okay? There's not much I won't do, I don't like, to get filthy i'm not crawling in anybody's you know under anybody's house and cleaning it out I, i'm not doing that <laughs> that is not my thing but there are plenty of people out there that do those things and that's great I, I you know that's somebody i'm gonna yeah nick does that i'm gonna employ that person because i'm not doing that okay you need to find people like that some people don't mind they're perfectly fine doing that you know i i don't mind changing brakes in a car it's the only thing I know how to do on a car, but I can do that. So when somebody needs that, I always offer, hey, you need your brakes done, I'll do it for parts in the case of beer or something, you know, something small. I don't care. Throw me 20 bucks. Doesn't matter to me. So the next thing we really want to focus in on when it comes to dealing with this pandemic is you need to prioritize your bills. And we're going to get in depth in this later, but I really want to bring it up now because 
the most important bills you have are food, shelter, utilities, and transportation. You have to have food, you have to have shelter. The, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Utilities, we're gonna discuss later what utilities are because a lot of people are gonna tell you it's gas and electric and that's it. I'm not sure we live in that world anymore. And transportation really depends on where you are. If you live, you know, in Chicago, transportation might be taking the L every day. Might be hopping on the bus. If you live in Byron Center, Michigan, or Jenison, Michigan, or Portage, Michigan, it might be having a car. If you're like me and you work from home, it might not be having a car. I work from home. It might, maybe I don't need this car. So you really need to look at those things. And, and we'll, like I said, we'll get more into depth on that one later. When I was doing research for the show, one of the things I saw was start a financial diary, just like you would a food diary if you were you know, watching what you eat or counting calories or anything like that. Write down everything you're doing financially. That way you can see it. It can help motivate you. Because let's face it, we're all motivated by seeing things. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. You know, I mean, when you talk about goals, right, the, they always say that to reach a goal, you write it down because you're more likely to hit it. So when, when we're talking about making a financial diary, right, what we want you to do is, you know, if, if you go to the store and you're getting your essential things, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm talking to people who, you know, their, their income is lower and things like that, but, you know, write down, hey, you know, I spent $50 on bread, eggs, milk, cheese, all that. Write it down, you know, in a, in a little um, notebook, you know, or you have a line piece of paper, anything like that, um, you know, and write down. So, you know, because there's going to be that time where you realize that, hey, you bought a candy bar, or you bought a pop, you bought a beer, and you don't realize how often those small things add up. Um, you know, before this, we were talking, I, I, I just started drinking pop again, and I don't know why. Um, but, you know, I know that every time I go, it's two, four bucks or whatever it is, I'm, I'm buying drinks. Um, and that, that money adds up. So, you know, it, write it down so you can figure out what you can cut out, where you can cut it, and, uh, you know, keep, keep the journal. Because if you see it, you're, you're more likely to act upon it. Yeah, I'm in full agreement with that because I, I know when we've looked at our spending, if I bring up to my wife, hey, you went to Speedway three times last week for coffee. Can we just buy coffee at home and we make coffee at home? She'll go, oh, yeah, that sounds like a better idea because I'm spending two bucks each time I go to Speedway. I can get a thing of coffee for less than six bucks. It's going to last her more than three times. You know, and we're not we're not picking on people. You know, I know my wife likes coffee, right? We, yep. you know, if she wa if she wants big beer or something, you know, it, that's fine, right? Every day is just you know during these times, right? Every day is not a not a thing. Um, but you know, we'll try to get to buy one get one coupons or something, right? That, that saves a little bit of money there. Um, you know, and if it's something that's if it's something that makes you feel like a person, right? Like. If that, if that thing right there makes you feel like the person you want to be, right? Uh, I drink an energy drink every day. It's horrible for me. It's just something I do. It's a habit. It's something I'm, I'm going to intend to break. But um, I'm not saying you have to cut that. But, they're, you know, writing these things down, you're going to find something that you didn't need that you don't even normally like all the time. Um, and you're going to be able to cut those types of things, right? So we're not telling you to cut the world out. We're not, you know, we're just trying to get you to see 
where your money's going and if there's a better option that you can do. Um, you know, I, I joke with my wife about buying, a, a, you know, one of those fancy coffee makers uh, that the baristas have. And she's like, oh, you know, they're however much. And I'm like, we can find one used. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so it's, it's just a matter of, you know, can we, can we limit it? You know, can we, can we take that and have a different option for it? So. Well, I know, like, I, I don't want to get too much into wants and needs right now, but I don't want to forget this, this thought I'm having. Mike and I were talking about streaming services the other day because he had CBS and decided, you know, I don't think I watch enough stuff on the CBS streaming app. I'm just going to get rid of that. And I told him, I said, well, I'm using this right now and I could add an account for you to do this. I'm not going to say what, what service, cause I'm sure they wouldn't like that, but um, <laughs> I said, I can add an account for you. Cause you know, we're, we're basically family and, you can use my account. And he goes, Hey, that's great. If you don't mind doing that, that'd be awesome. So I did that. Now, you know, he doesn't have to have CBS anymore. So he saves six, seven bucks a month or whatever it is. And he's just, yeah. you know, piggybacking off of what I already have, which, you know, let, let's face it. If he didn't have that option, he still wouldn't have CBS because he was getting rid of it anyways. Mm -hmm. So it's not like he's sitting there going, well, they're losing, you know, 30 bucks a month for me because I'm piggybacking off of David's account. He's going, I just wouldn't have this. And now I'm going to, you know, use it a little bit because let's face it. How much are we using any of these streaming services? You know, I, I, I might spend an hour on Netflix a week. Mm -hmm. I might spend an hour or two on Disney plus a week. It, it's not a ton of time. I know, you know, and some of it you have to look at like, Mike has Verizon. He gets Disney Plus for free for a year, don't you? I do. The, and, my kid, and my kids are utilizing that to no end. And that's a fantastic thing. If you can piggyback things like that, that's going to yeah. save you money down the road. And not only is it free for a year, it's discounted after that year. That, which is fantastic. And yes, you know. Say, you know and, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, like I said, I, I do that. I mean, like I said, for me... What I've found is a big thing, and again, it'll go kind of with the utilities and stuff. Yeah, I'm spending a lot less transportation-wise because I'm not driving into work, but some of my utilities are going up because I'm using a lot more electricity, and I'm using, you know, I have to turn on the heat that I would normally have on during the day on, and, you know, or when the air conditioning starts having to be hit, I'll have to turn that on at times I normally wouldn't run it. Well, let's say, you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, more of a minimalist than you guys, I, you know, because we've talked about, I'm still running, running this, you guys will see me glitch and do all that because I'm running it off my phone. You know, I put it as a hotspot and put it onto my laptop. Um, you know, my wife and I, we, we had internet for a, a little bit. She was in school finishing her degree. Um, and then the price just kind of kept going up and, so, you know, we made the choice to, to cut everything again and, you know, we don't regret it, right? My, my daughter's four and she loves PBS and it's free and it's great. Um, you know, so we, you know, we, we've cut, you know, we, we're, we're, we're the water, gas and electric type of a people, you know, but I know I have a pool that my daughter is going to utilize and already has ice cold. <laughs> so, but you know, the electric bill on that thing to run that goes up like crazy. 
Um, yeah, I say they're laughing. So we filled our pool in Michigan here, you know, and it's it, on, on one day it's 38 degrees, you know, today's 55, tomorrow's supposed to be 70 and then 88, you know, in, in a couple of days. So 88, you know, it's just the temperatures are going up and down. But so we filled it with ice cold water. My daughter was so excited to jump in. So we kept telling her how cold it was. And she, she was, you know, young how to get in there. So she jumped right in and cried her way right back out. So, um, you know, but I, I know that the cost, of the, you know, I just filled my pool. That cost me, my water bill is going to be, you know, 300 bucks or 200 bucks, whatever it is, you know, more than, more than what I used to pay. Um, actually it was so bad. The city called me and said, Hey, uh, you have a water usage for these past three days that is, you know, bigger than you normally have is you have a water leak. And um, it was just that we're filling our pool and we've never done it this early in the year. So, you know, you, you guys say, if you, have you've ever thought about cutting your cable bill or anything like that, you know, now, now might be the time to look at doing that. Um, you know, if, if you have, you know, there's so many, you guys have talked about some streaming services, Netflix, uh, sorry, Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu, uh, you know, you, you might have an Amazon, you know, so you might have four, four services. Do you watch them all, you know, is there one that you just don't like and you're never getting anything off of it? You know, may, maybe discontinue it until that one show kind of comes back on. Um, you know, so it's not, it's, the way we look at these things is we want to get rid of things that can always come back but right now it would be helpful not to have, or we just don't use it. So, um, you know, cut, cut out, a, cut up, you know, if you're staying at home, like I know David, honestly, like if he, if he got into a, a bad spot, he said he lives in Byron Center. He, he needs a car, uh, usually to get back and forth to work, but he works from home right now. So if he didn't have a car, you know, if he didn't have a car payment, he could, you know, I know he lives, two blocks from a grocery store, right? He could walk to the grocery store, walk his stuff back home, you know? So he could cut one insurance off of his car, you know? Mm -hmm. I know I have uh, I have a couple of vehicles, you know? I have a, a, a car and a truck. Once I have my car for the better gas mileage because I travel to work, you know, uh, 30 miles, you know, each way or whatever it is. And so, you know, I could technically get rid of my car or my truck and just drive the other one, but, um, with the odd jobs I'm, I'm finding, I'm using both. So, uh, you know, you could cut your car insurance, you could cut, you know, payments on, on random things. So just kind of take a look at what, what things you have that you're not using. Um, and, and, you know, say bicycles are a great thing right now. Well, I think that really rolls us into the next thing that we really want to focus in on, on everybody creating is you need an emergency fund. You have to have an emergency fund. Three to six months of expenses, that at least gives you some kind of a basis for, hey, things went wrong, I lost my job, whatever, you know, this is something that will get me through. I know I've never been fired from a, a real job um, I don't think Mike ever has. Nick? Yeah, I've, I've been fired from a job. See, I've been fired from a secondary job, which, you know, really paid me nothing, but was something I enjoyed doing. Uh, and when that happened, I had to say, okay, well, I'm losing 
5,800 bucks a year, where's that extra money going to come from? So of course I found different ways to make up money I was losing. So you get that three to six months of emergency and that can help you if, if something goes wrong, like the coronavirus scare or uh, the losing your job or, you know, God forbid somebody has a heart attack and goes in the hospital. I, I got a phone call from a friend yesterday. He said, hey, I need you to know for me, I had a heart attack. I'm in the hospital. I'm going to be here a couple of days. I'm okay. But I just wanted you to know for me. I'm like, okay, well, you know, if you need something, please let me know. Luckily, he, you know, lives on his own by himself, doesn't have a whole lot to worry about. So, you know, he's not letting down a wife or kids or anything like that by being sick. But I know for him, any day he doesn't go to work, he doesn't make money. Well, he's not going to work. He's in the hospital. So if you have... You know, and it was, go ahead. This was something I learned pretty early, you know, and, um, you know, most people don't, I guess, know. So we talked about, I, you know, I got fired. Um, I, I bought my first house when I was 20, 21, something like that. Um, and, you know, two weeks after I bought the house, I lost my job. Um, you know, so... The only thing I guess I had going for me was the economy was starting to kind of get back and, and jobs were easier to find. But, you know, I didn't have a reserve because I just put all my money into a down payment on a house. But we bought a we bought a very inexpensive house for a reason, because, um, you know, back when the economy was bad, you know, I had I had kind of gone through jobs and been unemployed here and there. So parts of me. Parts of me always, always said, hey, make it so you can get through unemployment, you know, for a couple of weeks and, and, and do that. Um, you know, I didn't have the, the safety net, so I took another job that was absolutely horrible, uh, you know, because it forced me, right? I didn't have a safety net to go look for a job that I, I would probably grow in a career and do better, right? So when you have the safety net, it gives you possibilities to make better decisions, right? Things that you're not forced into doing, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I, I got fired from there, had to instantly try to find work and basically took the first opportunity that I could. And um, it was a backbreaking job, right? I, I went to lift diesel parts all day. And, um, you know, I, I have a couple crushed or pinched nerves in my lower back because of, you know, the heavy lifting and things like that. Um, but then, you know, I got to build up a little bit of safety and, and said, you know, hey, I want to better myself. So I found another job and the company I, I'm still employed with right now. I mean, I'm, I'm on the break, I guess, but I've been there, you know, eight, nine years now. And, you know, having having a good job and building up money, I, I personally am a six, I, I'm a six times, um, you know, six, six times my for reserve. You know, for all my real estate money, I, I you know, I, have, I try to save up, you know, and so right now being here, I, I, I can relax and figure out what my steps are and I can take a look at my life compared to having to just run out and grab something quickly. Um, you know, and, and I love the option, right? I love not having to, you know, I, I can, you always get asked, what do you want to do when you get older? And, you know, or, you know, what do you want to do later in life? And, and right now I feel like I have a little bit more choice in that for now. So, you know. The money's not going to be there forever. So really it's just a, it's a comfort thing to make it so you don't have to make the wrong decisions um, or go backwards in life, I guess, if, if you can. 
Well, I think that really leads us into the, the next thing is creating a crisis budget. So we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with budgeting for the pandemic. You, you really need to sit down and say, okay, this is what my budget's going to look like for the next six months, 12 months, 18 months. This is, you know, bare minimum what I have to have. And I, it's a fluid thing. It, it can change daily. So I shared my budget a few weeks ago. I looked at it again today. So in the last year, my electric has gone down, which I've worked from home for a long time. So I've always had that electric usage that was different than normal people. Now it's gone down, but the last couple months with my wife being home all the time, it's probably gone up a little bit. Not significantly enough for me to care. So I averaged the last 12 months of electric, the last 12 months of gas. And then the other thing that is very variable on my budget is vet and, and pet food. So last June, our geriatric 18-year-old passed away and she was on a specialized diet because she had inflammatory bowel disease. So every cat food can cost me two bucks, which she ate maybe half of. And we supplemented with ham baby food, which was, you know, for, it was Gerber ham baby food. It's a buck a, a jar, which she ate the hell out of. So I budgeted 480 bucks a month every month for, for vet bills and, and pet supplies. I can cut that down to 280 now because we're not spending as much anymore. And that still includes a pretty hefty bill of hers in the last 12 months. So when I look at my crisis budget, saving probably $60, $70 in electric, I'm probably saving 30 bucks in gas, I'm saving 160 bucks in, in vet bills. That's all money that can funnel back into how much I actually need to survive for these next several months because let's face it, it's, it's not going away tomorrow. We're gonna have to be, you know, diligent at least through the rest of the year and, if, and sooner i have extra money yeah and that's the, that's the biggest key you know live live right now you know live right now on your your minimal mindset you know and keep that budget if you're making more than that right set aside for just in case there's a round two just in case there's this happens again something right um you know, it's proven that we can't predict the future. We don't know what the future is going to look like, you know, four months from now, um, you know, 18 months from now. It, if things go back to normal, you know, great. At least you have something built up. You know, if things get worse and, you know, we don't get, let's call it more bailouts and we don't get things, right? Help yourself. Help, help you know, help by going down to knowing what you need to live off of and right set you know setting that and then having yourself a budget um you know for for the just in case things that happen right um you know i, I you could pull out of your driveway and you know have an accident with your car that you're gonna have to fix um you know you, you can't predict what's gonna happen so make sure you have some kind of money put away for that type of a thing well, because we're all looking at a new normal now, most people have to learn how to work from home because many of us have been sent home. Like, 
I've said it many times, I've worked from home since 2011. Mike worked from home, what, usually one day a week, maybe? Usually I was working about one day a week. Now I'm at about three days a week. Yeah, and, and of course, because we're in our new normal now, our kids aren't in school anymore. Now, my, my daughter's 25. She's still taking college courses because she goes to online school, so she can. But I know next daughter's four. She hasn't started school yet. She's home every day. Mike's two kids, they share custody, so he's got them, you know, during his work days sometimes, which I think he said on the last episode, or, or maybe it was on a different Zoom meeting because we're on so many of these together, that, you know, his son likes to talk and talk and talk, and, and they always want to know when lunch is. and How many you know, meetings I have that day? And... Yeah. Yeah. These are things you have to deal with as a parent now because we expect school will start back up in August or September, but we don't know that. Yeah. And if it doesn't, what is the new normal going to look like? And, and at the same time, what's daycare looking like this summer? We don't know. There might not be daycare still. Yeah. You might not want your kids going around these other kids. No. You know, we're, you know, as much as I keep talking about getting internet so that this doesn't freeze up on me as much and, you all that my wife and I are already talking about budgeting for internet just in case my daughter, you know, has to go to online school. I mean, I've, I've never dealt with it. I didn't go to online. You know, I went to a, a, a classroom and learned from a teacher, but you know, I, I, I have some neighbors and to finish up their school year, some of these people went to online school, like through a zoom meeting and um, there's a possibility. So, you know, I'm, I'm already budgeting that money to make sure I have a, you know, let's call it a $50, a $50 a month uh, internet bill, you know, if, if it's a need, I, I will always get the need, you know, um, library, we live near a library, but it's not, it's not open, right? I can't guarantee that it's going to open. I can't guarantee they're going to give me the free internet, you know, to, to go use it. Or, you know, I think you're limited to an hour at the library of, of internet usage. Um, so, you know, we're, we're talking about options, you know, do we get her, do we get her a, a tablet that has unlimited internet, like what we have? Um, so she can do this type of a thing, you know, my four year old could have her own phone or a tablet, you know, I, we don't know what, what this future mm -hmm. is going to look like, but we're, we're trying to plan for the worst and hope for the best. Um, you know, we, when it comes to, uh, you know, when it comes to busing, we're talking about that right now, they offer, they offer some type of busing, but, um, you know, we, my wife works a little later and I get out early as of, as of right now, I have a job, so I get out early, I can pick her up, but. You know, we're trying to figure out, are we going to use the public transportation? Are we going to use our own transportation? Are they going to allow kids to get on the bus? You know, we might have to be forced to bring our kids mm -hmm. in, in quarantine so they're not together all the time. We Honestly, I, I'm not sure what this is going to look like, you know. I, it's funny, I, I brought up to my wife, I said, what if, they, what if they take classes and they start offering morning sessions so that way they can use every other classroom and then an evening session so they can use every other classroom Yep. Or, you know, have 30, you know, instead of 30 kids in one classroom, they'll put 15, but have the desk spaced out so far yep. and just hire the double amount of teachers. I mean, you know, my taxes are going to have to go up. I'm going to have to pay for those teachers somehow. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know the answer. I don't have the answer, but I'm planning for whatever answer they throw at me. Mm -hmm. So when I think at a point, Nick, you brought up something that I was thinking about in terms of, you know, we talked about kind of, what would be the 
essential needs. And I think right now, everybody's moved away from a home phone. Cell phones are almost an essential. And I'll do one, one thing that I do from a cell phone perspective, unless I can get a free one, I don't upgrade my phone unless I can pay for it out of pocket at that exact moment. I'm not gonna be one of those who's gonna add $50 to my monthly bill over the next 24 months to you know, do that. I pay for it out of pocket or I get a free phone. Sure. I say I I can't say I do that. I it, honestly, so it would cost me eight hundred dollars to get my phone, or they offered it if I took a five dollar a month payment for you know sixteen or eighteen months or something like that. So you know, it, it didn't cost me. It actually saved me money to make yeah. a payment than it did to pay it up front. That's the yeah. only reason. And I didn't go get a you know. Um, my my brother is one of those that you know he'll he'll pay, you know get thirty five or forty dollars you know extra on his just to have a nice phone and no I, yeah. I I don't care what the phone is it does a job it does a job it has the stuff I need you know and so I I pay five dollars you know I they think my company I guess stopped giving free phones as much as I kept taking them so <laughs> you, know, but, you know we make the best budgeting decision based off of it so. Yeah. No, I mean, I would be the same way. If I could get a decent phone for like $5 a month versus paying 800 for it, I would do the same thing. I just know that usually, you know, at least again with Verizon, unless you hit it at just the right time, you're usually paying for that phone or you're paying more for that phone because you're paying for it over, you yeah. know, two years or whatever. Months. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, that's one of the things we try to do is I, I got an SA plus six months after it came out. That was November ish of what is this 20? So eight, 17, mm -hmm. I want to say still rocking the same phone. And I'm going to rock it until it doesn't work anymore. Cause I don't, I don't need bigger and better. The only reason I upgrade is, you know, if I run out of storage on my phone, uh, you know, or the phone breaks, and it, it you know, last time my phone mm -hmm. broke, I think it was going to cost me 120 bucks for a screen, and the phone was so old, or they offered me the five dollars for the, you know, I have the LG, I, I have a G6 now, I have a G8 or something, or, um, you know, and, and it came with, you know, more more storage space, more everything, and. So I don't have to go in and delete photos every two seconds. You know, I, I just let it ride, and um, you know, mm -hmm. that really, I only do it when I when I need to. Um, you know, once in a while I break my phone. My wife breaks her phone, you know, every month. It was this is a true story. So uh, she got the we got the G8s, and uh, she ordered cases. And as she got done sending to to order the case, she ordered them on Amazon. Went to put her phone in her pocket. And didn't hit her pocket, and it dropped in the ground, and it broke right there. I was dying laughing. Um, <laughs> so, you know, she broke screen for a while. It still works, but um, you know, now Sprint has like you know thirty dollars, um, thirty dollars, and you can fix any phone, I guess. Well, I mean, they're doing a lot. A lot of companies are doing a lot of that stuff now because they realize people can't afford to buy a brand new iPhone 10 or whatever. 
you know. So, of course, they're going to give you things to, you know, refurbish them cheap or fix them cheap or whatever because, you know, they don't want you jumping ship to the a provider that will do that for you. Yeah, and that's, they say that's a sales tactic they're all using, right? I mean, switch to us and we'll give you these brand new, biggest high-end free phone. So people are, you yep. know, switching back and forth constantly. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and, you know, they're, they're, they're doing their best. So. So we took a little short break there for some of you. And what we're going to do now is we're going to share those, those numbers once again, because we feel that's important for everybody to see. So we're going to do that a few times. So this is the second time. Uh, we have the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. We have the Crisis Counseling Text Line, if you would rather text instead of talking to somebody. And then we have the Veterans Crisis Line for those of you that are veterans out there that either want to talk to somebody or text somebody. Please do not hesitate to do those things. Um, I mentioned many times before I've been a coach for many, many years. Luckily, I've never had anybody I coach commit suicide, but I've had a few that were close. I had some people that kids that I coached knew that did commit suicide. We had one this year that kids of mine were close to that committed suicide. It's, it's tough. Please reach out to somebody, anybody. Um, I'm here, Nick's here, Mike's here. I know that, you know, when I've been in bad places, I, I will text them or other friends of mine and say, I'm in a bad spot, I need to talk. People are there for you. They care about you. They don't want you to do anything, you know, rash. Uh, anything to add, either one of you? Yeah. Just, you know, and, and we, we've, so we've all been there, right? I'm always okay with not having sleep. I'm always okay with being interrupted. And anything I'm doing in life, right, like to help save a life, to help get somebody through life, um, you know, I know David and I both have, uh, you know, and to us, right, life is too short already, you know, so the impacts that we can make on, on other people's lives is huge. Um, so, you know, reach out to your, reach out to anybody for help. You know, these are just some things if you don't want to reach out to, you know, if you have a normal friend or family um, or you lost that friend or family uh, for some reason. You know, reach out, reach out to somebody, seek, you know, get, get the help that you need. And, uh, you know, really, really guys, uh, we're, we're all going to get through this together. We're all going to get through life together. Let's make it a great life to get through. So getting back to what we were talking about, we have a few other things that we want to definitely hit. So we were talking earlier about wants versus needs. So Mike kind of hit on this on the head before we took our, our little short break here that you don't even know we took. Um, home phones are kind of a thing of the past. Some people still, I still have a home phone because it's a speaker phone and I don't want to deal with talking through the computer all the time. So I keep that mostly for work purposes or, you know, when my mother calls, I can just stick it on speaker and, and continue to do whatever I'm doing. Um, but for the most part, a cell phone has become a need, not a want. Um, needs yeah. needs are, are shelter, clothing, food, utilities, uh, 
could be medications, depending on the medications. Um, I know Mike's got some different medications he's on. I have medications I'm on. Uh, sometimes you need those things. I, my wife used to be on 18, 19 different meds. She has lupus, fibromyalgia, IC, uh, MS. She's not on any of those anymore because she discovered medical cannabis. So now she, you know, eats gummies. No more pills. That and that's great. If, if that's something that works for you, I, I know that I hate the smell and taste of pot. I will not do any of that stuff. It's disgusting to me. She doesn't taste it, so she's perfectly happy to have a gummy, and it takes away any of the pain she has, and she doesn't have any issues. Most of the time with her, she doesn't even have THC in whatever she's taking. So, again, those needs, medications, food, shelter, clothing, utilities. I think cell phones fall under utilities. Wouldn't you both agree? Yeah. I mean, yeah, little cell phone, yes, right? Um, like, if my daughter doesn't have one, but she doesn't need one, right? So there's there's people out there with, you know, kids that have cell phones, and kids aren't going anywhere. Kids don't need them. Um, I can't tell you how to raise your kid, but I'm saying there's, there's mine, I do everything. I pay my, I pay my mortgages. I run my spreadsheets. You know, normally before I, I learned how to hotspot, I would run my zoom off of that thing. So yeah, my cell phone, my cell phone, and it is a need. It's a business expense. I, I get it as a write-off. It's, it's a need. Anything I can write off, that's a need. Well, I think that runs into internet as well nowadays. General, Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. I said, I, I think it boils down to, in general, a mean of communication is a need, but the how fancy of a phone do you want is a want. Because, I mean, you can get away with, you know, the bottom of the barrel smartphone and still get, you know, what Nick does and be able to use it as a mobile hotspot and things like that. Yeah, it definitely is something that you really need to review. Do you need the newest iPhone? Do you need the newest Samsung? Or can you get away with something cheaper? What were we going to say, Nick? Yep. You know, I say, you know, and, that, and that's, you know, we, we all need, we all need food, right? We all need shelter, right? So, you know, I, I'm not suggesting that you go out and, you know, if you rent right now, go rent, you know, uh, you know, if you rent right now, continue your lease and pay your bill, right? Make sure you have that over your head. If you own your house, right? If your job changed, you might go to a lower income, right? Take a look at that and see, do I need this much house for what I have, right? Um, you know, it, there could be a, a chance to downsize and, you know, or a chance to upgrade. You know, I, we, we can't tell you, but figure out what your needs are. You know, I don't need a house with a pool. My wife wants it, but that's the only reason we have it. Yeah, and like and I was saying earlier, too, is you know. Go ahead, Mike. I'm having some internet trouble, but go ahead. Okay, so 
while Mike's trying to figure out why his internet's being stupid, um, as I was saying earlier, I think internet's become more of a need than a want. Like, like Nick said, he doesn't need internet right now. He's got a four-year-old. But come school, if they're not back in school, he's probably going to need internet. He needs to figure out how to budget that 50 bucks a month so that he has it. With those of us that work from home, if you don't have internet, you cannot work from home. So I've gotten a stipend on my internet ever since I started working from home full time. That's, that's an awesome thing my company offers. So I take that every month. I put it towards my internet bill. That, that's fantastic. I, you know, Mike's working from home more now, so he has internet, he has to have it. Otherwise he can't work from home. Mm -hmm. You know, if Nick or, or his wife could do their job from home, he would, you know, obviously have internet right now, but really hard to do their jobs from home. One being, you know, in the healthcare field, you know, pay, direct patient care, and the other one, you know, working at Gentex. Yeah. Be really hard to do those jobs from home. I, I'm trying to figure out how to load a semi from home. I really am. You know, I say, I, parts of me is, is begging to get back to, a, you know, that type of routine. But, um, you know, I say, I, I want to talk about, you know, transportation as yep. wants versus needs, right? Um, if I, if I take a, a deep look into myself, right? I, I, we talked about it. I have a, I have a car. My wife has a car. I have a truck and I have a motorcycle. I don't need all of those. That motorcycle took me forever to buy again. My fifth one, um, crashed a couple other ones, but you know, I can get rid of that motorcycle. I don't need it. You know, it's a, it's a want. Um, but I budgeted enough money to, to make it happen. Um, I don't, if I had to choose, right, I'd choose my truck uh, over my car because I'm finding I need that to get jobs done. Um, you know, I, I don't need two vehicles to do that. Uh, you know, and yes, I, you know, you need two cars because my wife are both still working. But if one of us is working from home, um, you know, I might be able to bring her to work and do all that. I, I know, I know plenty of people that only have one vehicle and the other one, you know, works from home and, and they get around, you know, they either bring sponsor like, um, or Uber, right? Uber is an option. Um, so, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of wants that we all don't actually need. So, you know, when you're in crisis mode, when you're in a thing that you don't know what the future looks like, you know, take a look at what your wants really are and what your needs are. Um, you know, we, it, 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 Everything adds up. You know, um, we're finding that we—I mean, we've always loved Aldi, um, but you know, they don't, I don't need name brand tortilla chips. I go to Aldi and pay a dollar compared to paying three dollars. So, you know, shop for less expensive. I guess you know. I mean, you need to eat, but you don't need to eat fillet every night. If you can afford fillet, awesome. Good for you. I'm proud of you. Um, right, you, you've, you've worked hard to get that money, but you know, we're talking to the people that their life has been impacted right now, um, and their life is going to be impacted later. So, you know, take care, take care of eating food, you know, try to stay as healthy as possible. I know we could all work on that better. Um, but you know, if your lease is almost up, you know. Maybe maybe take a look at getting something a little less expensive, um, downgrading areas, downgrading size, anything like that. 
uh, you know, really take take a look at take a look at what what you actually need for your life to live. Well, and one of the things you can do is look at some of those non-essential services you have. Do you really need four or five streaming services if it's hard to make your budget right now? So I know I have Hulu right now. I don't watch Hulu a whole lot. But I always play the Hulu game every November. They'll come out with something. Two years ago it was sign up for Hulu and you get it for 99 cents a month for 12 months. So I canceled my Hulu subscription and I signed my wife up. So I had Hulu for a buck a month for 12 months. This last November, they ran a promotion where, hey, new subscriber to Hulu, $1.99 a month for 12 months. So I canceled my wife's Hulu because it was going to go up to six bucks a month and I signed my daughter up for Hulu. So now I'm paying two bucks a month. Two bucks a month, that's $24 a year. I take three, four, five surveys, yeah. that covers that. That's not, to me, that's not non-essential. It is, but it's not saving me anything. Whereas when I looked at some of the other stuff I had, there were services I had that I wasn't using a lot. I could cut, and, and I did that because right now, saving money was a little more important than paying $10 a month for WWE Network or $17 a month for Gamefly or, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Let's see, you know, and, you know, we go back to, you know, if it's something that makes you the most happy you've been, right? I mean, if your life lives around Netflix and you need it, we're not saying cancel that. You know, we're saying budget for it. And if your budget doesn't call for it, you have two choices, right? You can either, I mean, you, you can either cancel it and be unhappy, or you can go make more money to make sure that you can afford that service. Um, you know, I, again, if it's mowing your neighbor's grass, you know, once every two weeks or whatever it is for 20 bucks a shot you paid for that service so you can do what you need right so um you know we want to we want to keep people happy we just want to do it financially smart and that that's a fantastic point and one of the things i was talking about with my wife earlier was she heard somebody say hey if, if you have debt Stop paying that off in full if you're in a financial crunch right now. So I wanted to hit that real quick. So let's say you have credit cards or some other kind of loan. Credit cards are a perfect thing because that, that payment changes every month unlike what a loan does, which is a fixed rate or a fixed payment every month. So if you're in a position where you've lost 50% of your income, first off, stop using your cards if you can. Second off, you don't have to pay the full balance. You can sit there and write out payments. It, it sucks. You have to pay in interest to do it, which for most credit cards are somewhere between 18 and 30%. I never recommend that, but if you're in the tightest situation, that might be something you have to do for a month or two. And again, I'm going yeah. back to <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. Let's say we talked about, you know, the couple of their options, you know, on the past couple episodes. 
about, you know, over, over credit cards, but you know, like myself, you know, um, I, I was always about overpaying on my mortgages, especially my personal, um, you know, but now during crisis mode, right. It's hey, if my bill is $742, you know, I'm not going to 750 right now. I'm going to 742 and, and taking the $8 and making sure it goes towards the next bill, you know, making sure I can do everything I can to, to pay all the bills that I have. You know, there's, there's, it's not always a bad thing to pay your minimum, right? As long as it doesn't cost you so much in the end, you know, find, find the ways, find the ways to, to just pay what you need to pay to get by. Yeah. Again, we're, you know, we're talking about ways to figure out different things. So just to diverge for a minute here, my wife went into the grocery store the other day to pick up some stuff. And as she walked in, there was this young girl putting her hand in the, those coin machines, you know, the coin machines where you stick in your coins and it gives you a gift card or whatever. So she stuck her hand in there to pull out any loose change that was in there. And she came up with a Canadian nickel because they don't take Canadian money. Now, for those of you that live in, let's say California or Texas or, you know, someplace not near the Canadian border. In Michigan, Canadian money is like United States money. If it's a Canadian penny, we spend it. The grocery store takes it, the bank takes it, they give you a penny for it. it, it it's the same money for us if it's change. That doesn't happen in other places. I remember going to Hawaii when I was a kid. My mom, you know, sat down a, a Canadian nickel and they said, we don't take that money. And we didn't understand what they were talking about because you spend it in Michigan. So she looked at my wife because my wife looked at her when she walked in and she goes, it doesn't take Canadian coins. So I always stick my hand in the coin machine because, you know, there might be money in there and I get a lot of money that way. Somebody else left it. And she goes, I swear you're related to my husband. And she just kind of walked away because that's something I would do. I've never thought of doing that, but I would do that. So again, different ways to make some extra cash. I'm going to start doing that. It, it's a great idea, isn't it? Like we said, please share your ideas with us because this is something I never thought of, but I will do it for the rest of my life now. Um, next thing we want to hit on here. Uh, <laughs> Back in the day, the phone booths, I would always do that at phone booths. Right, because there was always money in those. Mind you, anybody watching this right now is going, what is a phone I mean, booth? I, I know what a phone booth is. That's what I wanted to say. I know what it is, but I want, I want to know what a, what's a phone booth <laughs> Yeah, they're called museums. Correct. So the last couple things we want to hit here is uh, if you've had a loss of income, through this and, and, and the debt payment kind of falls into that. You contact your creditors immediately. Say, hey, this is what's going on. What can you do to help me? They'd rather have money from you than you filing bankruptcy or you defaulting on payments and they have to go through collections because they're losing money that way. So their best bet is to work with you, especially right now. Call them, see what they can do. Adjust your lifestyle. 
figure out how to live on less, uh, get rid of non-essential stuff. You know, we, we've gone over all of that. And look for relief programs. There's a lot of relief programs out there right now. Go out to Google and type in COVID-19 relief program. You're going to find different grants or different programs, something that will hopefully help you save some money. You know, hopefully we've, over the last seven of these that we've done, have, have found ways to save you some money or make you extra money. Because um, that's our, our goal at the end of the day is to help people survive another day with a couple more bucks in their pocket than they had the day before. Uh, Nick? Yeah, and you know, as I say, that's, that's the biggest key is, is you know, if you, continue to, if you continue to grow wealth, eventually it'll stack, it'll stack to be a pile, right? I mean, yeah. you ever uh, you say, you know, when you build with blocks, you know, it, all, it only grows up, right? So if you stack pennies every day, it'll get bigger and eventually it'll be to the ceiling. So um, you know, our, our goal, our goal is definitely to, to try to get everybody here to, to get through on just a little bit better than they were the day before. Mike, anything else to add? Uh, not much really. Um, I can tell you one thing that like I did recently and it kind of came with some of the stuff we talked about is that in all this time when I started working from home, like my credit union called me, they, you know, gave me a bunch of offers to like do, you know, move a couple of loans from one bank to their bank and they basically said, you know, we'll give you, you know, lose your job. We'll give you, you know, two or three months, you know, grace period. You know, you just contact us, tell us, you know, you lost your job and you'd be surprised how many, you know, credit cards and loan companies out there will, will give you that grace period if they realize that, you know, you've reached a hardship and stuff like that. Well, I can honestly say the last time we went through this was, you know, the recession in 2008, 2009, banks were less willing to work with people. I've found that banks are really willing to work with people right now. They, they understand the situation we're in. They're more willing to help. Those are things to tap into. If, if you need help, call them. You're not going to, the worst they can do is say, no, we're not going to help you. So I know well, I we, what happened is they yeah. learned from say, you know, 2008, 2009. Go ahead, Mike. They yeah, learned from 2009. They the ass really hard. Yeah. Yeah, they really did. Bank, banks were in a bad way, and honestly, the, the government should have let them fail. And they didn't, which, shame on us. But unfortunately, that's mm -hmm. kind of the situation we're in again. Yeah. Go ahead, Nick. That's it. I'm gonna say it's you know it's it, we talked we talked in the beginning right um, you know about facts and and the facts are is that the government can't afford to do the exact same bailout um, you know every time something like this happens so right banks banks have to start giving some grace right i mean we see it we see it all the time i know i have friends in real estate where 
their lending companies their lending companies came out and, and said, hey, your, your loan is in forbearance for, you know, six months. They, they're not even allowed to make payments. And, and you know, so it's, they're, you know, don't, don't have too much pride to ask for help. You know, that's the biggest advice I can give you is there's so much help out there. And, and piggybacking off that help, we're gonna show this one more time because we want everybody to, to know that this help is, is out there. So here are those numbers once again. If you have issues, please reach out. We don't wanna see anybody you know, do anything unfortunate that they can't come back from. And, and this, is, this is the time to hopefully pull together instead of pushing apart like we've been doing for the last several years, so. say and again as, as, as we've mentioned right david and david and i and mike are there right if you guys leave a comment on facebook leave a comment on youtube um we will find you know we can get you in touch with us in some way to help in any way that we can um get you through get you through the the couple days or however long it is um you know we we have connections and um, through our experiences in life, right? We've, we've all had people, you know, get to a low point. So um, just remember, there's always, there's always somebody that can help you. Yeah, so we're going to leave you with, uh, we hope you enjoyed what we had to talk about tonight. Um, it's not a thrilling topic like what we talked about last week. It's kind of a bummer, but hopefully it's useful information. Give us a like, give us a share subscribe to the YouTube channel, you know, get the information out there. And if you have stuff to share with us, please do so. If you want to hop in on these calls, let us know, because we're more than happy to have anybody that wants to join in, join in and, and throw in their two cents, the, you know, throughout the entire talk that we give. So that's about all I have. Nick, did you have anything left to, to throw? You guys have a great have a great week. We'll see you next week. Uh, we're looking forward to more episodes. Um, really, say the the more you guys can help us out, as David said, like, subscribe, share, um, get the, get it out there so we can we can help as many people as possible. Um, really, if if you are an expert in a field of some type of finances, uh, we are always willing to listen and have you guys on to share your knowledge. I mean. We are the first two to say that we don't know everything, but we're willing to learn. So have a, have a great night, um, and we'll see you guys in about a week. All right, sounds great. We'll, uh, we'll see you three later.